Welcome to the Foxy Podcast, bi-monthly show brought to you by Freeform Freakout. Show is produced at KMSU Studios in Mankato, Minnesota. And here on the Foxy Podcast, we try to dig deeper into underground and experimental sounds of the past and present. Welcome to episode number 70 of the Foxy Podcast show. Hope you're all doing well out there, wherever you're listening from. We have a very special show for you this week. Behind me right now, you are hearing Pumice Raft, the opening track from the 2004 album from Pumice called, quite naturally, Raft. It came out on the Last Visible Dog label. This is one of the first albums that I had heard from this New Zealand-based project. It's been around since the mid-90s and has since gone on to release a number of superb albums that are stylistically wide-reaching, from battered folk and pop songs to expansive droning chord organ dirges and the one constant throughout all these years and all this activity has been Stefan Neville back in 2009 actually I had reached out to Neville and we put together a short feature show on pumice for the weekly freeform freakout radio show this is well before the podcast was up and running and in many ways it was that particular show that laid the groundwork for what I envisioned the Freeform Freakout podcast to be and really the type of music and artists that I wanted to cover on the show. This was before I even had an idea of what a podcast actually was. Fast forward a good six plus years to now with a new Pumice album out on Soft Abuse called Puddles, not to mention a few other archival and side project albums currently available, and it simply felt like the right time to check back in with Stefan Neville. So I'm thrilled to say that we'll be doing just that on this installment of the Foxy Podcast Show. I recently chatted with Stefan about how Pumice has evolved over the years and where it's heading into the future. And we also talked specifically about the making of the new album Puddles and then some of the other group and duo projects that he's currently involved in. And in addition to hearing a bunch of Pumice music scattered throughout the show, Stefan also generously provided a selection of some other forthcoming tracks to play, along with some older material from his early days in Hamilton, New Zealand. There's plenty of great music to be heard, so do what you can to listen throughout the entirety of this show. But before we get into the interview with Stefan, I thought I would start things off with a few older favorites from the Pumice catalog. And I'll get things started here with this one from the album Peb- uh, Pebbles, excuse me. This is called The Only Douche Worth Giving.
Well, the past um, couple of months have seen a string of releases of yours from, I guess, the newest recordings to some of your earliest recordings, actually. So I wanted to maybe try to cover all of that material if possible, maybe starting with some of that earlier stuff. And Planum Records recently put out this compilation of, you know, really some of the earliest pumice material that dates back to like the mid to late 90s where it was yeah. you and, and Sugar John Arcus playing together under that name. And you you guys were in, incredibly young, if I remember correctly. Um, can you maybe take us back and describe a bit what motivated you guys to start recording songs together and then, I guess, eventually start playing out live under the name Pumice? Yeah, well, uh, okay. Um, let me see. Oh, teenagers really into music. Um, I was pretty obsessive, uh, and I guess, I, gr- I mean, I grew up with a father with a really amazing record collection, so I knew about lots of stuff, and uh, I moved to Hamilton when I was 13, uh, having grown up in small country towns, and uh, moving to Hamilton, which is like New Zealand's fourth biggest city, mm-hmm. um, so it had a university and a and a university radio station and in the in the public library had lots of interesting records and stuff so um that was really amazing for me to be able to go and explore all that stuff mm-hmm. uh, and and living in a city that had live music and bands and stuff so um that was all really exciting i met john when i was about 15 and we became really good friends and he was he was a musician he had a guitar and could play the guitar and I wasn't a musician. I didn't play anything, but I, I sort of had the. I knew that I could. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess having explored all that music and heard lots of things, you know, I I knew I knew all the the punk do it yourself. Anyone can make music kind of <laughs> stuff, and just just you know just assumed that yeah I could do that too. So I met John, and. Uh, he had a guitar and his neighbor had a drum kit so we borrowed the drum kit and you know i this is this is amazing i sat down and i and i could play it <laughs> um, i'm not kidding i you know straight away i could play it um which was which was pretty incredible so there uh, was sort of a, an intuitive feel right out of the yeah, gates between you two yeah i guess um and you know i just that that teenage obsession with music i watched i watched what people were doing you know i watched drummers on tv or, or if i saw one live i would you know notice how they were doing it and i just sat down and did it mm-hmm. um and yeah and then from there um hamilton's a funny city it's one of those towns that the rest of the country makes fun of <laughs> you know because it's it's sort of an agricultural centre. There's farmers, and it's kind of conservative, but it breeds a good class of freak. <laughs> and there were, in Hamilton, there are always sort of little um, these things called performance cafes, which were, you know, I guess open mic nights before open mic nights existed. And uh, so we went along and played at things like that, and just um, slotted right in with with the Hamilton freaks. Yeah. Who, you know, because it's a small, small little freak 
community, you know, everyone was welcome and there was opportunities for everyone. So, um, and was this around like 93 ish, 94? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Maybe. Yeah. Something like that. Okay. So then 16 and, uh, yeah. So that stuff that's on that new Planum Records collection called, you know, Poise, et cetera, which is the name, well, Poise was the name of one of your early releases, but yeah. what, what, I'm trying to think, that spans roughly like your first, I don't know, four or five years, right? Or something in that it's, realm? It's maybe, it's maybe a bit more than that, because some of that, uh, yeah, like it maybe spans kind of 10 years, but I'm trying to think. It's, it's, it's yeah. I mean, I keep talking about it as being the teenage stuff, but it does go into my sort of mid twenties. <laughs> your your mature phase, <laughs> yeah, which is still pretty um, delinquent and <laughs> and messy. But uh, yeah, I just it was a really interesting thing to do, and uh, it stuns me that someone wanted to put a record out of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I often think of my teenage self doing that stuff if, if he knew that it would come out on record one day he'd just um he'd be ecstatic and, and <laughs> you can kind of separate and, yourself and from possibly that. have a complete mental breakdown over <laughs> it. <laughs> well they all planum records also then put out in addition to that pumice collection there was another archival release at the same time under the name the ideal gus which featured you and i guess really kind of a whole other crew of like hamilton uh people pumice people uh i guess what distinguished pumice from the ideal gus because this was stuff that came out at roughly i guess the same time period yeah well we had this great gang in hamilton um and th- this is people like Glenn Frenzy and CJA mm-hmm. and this uh, Dr. Phil. So bands like, yeah, Pumice, Armpit, um, Teen X-Ray, The Ideal Gus. It was a great, great little gang, and we would start new bands every every week <laughs> based on some stupid idea, and we were putting out tapes, and we started putting out lathe cut records and... Um, so the ideal Gus was just another one of those, as as was Pumice, really. They, you know, it's, it's they were just another one of these bands. The ideal Gus was a little bit different in that it was kind of a fake band. It was kind of like we tried to pretend it wasn't us. Mm-hmm. We wanted it. We wanted it to be someone else or something else. And it, so there was no. Um, there was kind of no concept for it. It was sort of nothing, which just meant you could do random things and call it the ideal gas. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah, and that's what the ideal gas is. Were, really. you, were you trying to play it off as though it was like this mysterious anonymous artist named Gus? No, it was, a, no, it wasn't even, we didn't even go that far. I think I remember um, Glenn Frenzy was doing a compilation tape of Gigi Allen songs. So a few of us, record, you know, to sort of pad it out, a few of us recorded a track for that and sort of dropped it on Glenn's doorstep mysteriously, you know, <laughs> thinking he'll, you know, trying to trick him into thinking it was someone else. So of course, he didn't buy it for a second, but he played along and, and you know, it was just, a, yeah, 
<laughs> so the Idol Gus is nothing, but it's um, um, lots of incredible things happened under that name. Right. Well, a lot of that early material that you're mentioning came out on, I guess, was it? I'm assuming it was your label called Stabies and the Rocket Recordings. Um, when did you guys start publishing material under that name? I mean, was that roughly um, at the same time? Nah, well, well, it's the first thing in Hamilton was Sugar John started a label called Plop. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he, well, it was his idea, he said, I'm starting a, a tape label. And, you know, there were lots of lots of cool little tape labels around New Zealand. Uh, so, you know, um, there was another one of those. But then John went overseas before he ever actually did anything. And the rest of us just kind of started putting out tapes on on, on plop on his record label. And, <laughs> and he didn't know it? <laughs> well, you know, he, he just had the idea. It's classic John. Has, he, he has great ideas and then sort of buggers off and, everyone else sort of gets on with his idea <laughs> um so that yeah so that was more of a group label um and then when i moved to dunedin when i was 20 that's when i started stabby's as as my own label uh so that was about 96 okay and was the first one um was that the poise cassette then was that the first one that came out or is that from a different label was that from the plop one i'm i'm thinking that um uh, plop the first pumice release was called yi jun and that was on plop okay yeah and the second one was called walked in fisher and that was on stabbies okay all right and then i think poise was the third one maybe okay well you know you've put a lot of time in and not only have, have these releases now come out, but you've put a lot of time into making a lot of this old material again through uh, the Stabies, et cetera, Bandcamp page. In fact, man, I was I was combing through that and thinking, man, there are quite a few things that I've never, ever come across before. Um, you know, with something like Bandcamp now, do you see that the label can kind of still be um, active ongoing like a way just to kind of maintain it without a lot of you know fuss over some of these things yeah yeah uh it's pretty incredible to be able to do that i have there's several kind of motivations behind doing all that um one is just pure archiving Mm -hmm. like just kind of a, a backup and from all the tapes and cdrs um another one is uh being able to buy records, get some PayPal money, and, and I can, you know, just buy a new record. <laughs> Simple as that. <laughs> yeah, that's, and, you know, it, it you know, it, I get a little trickle of, of money, and it, it's not a lot, but every so often I can buy a record, so that's great. Um, another thing is one of my day jobs, I, I, I just have to be there in the afternoons, and they've got a good internet connection, so I sit there and upload. <laughs> and uh and another thing is also yeah just kind of seeing what's there and i mean a lot of that stuff um you know it, it's been released it, it, i i consider it available and it's out there in the world although you know it might have been five copies on cassette yeah uh, some of the stuff and you know there's not there's not a great need or demand for it but uh just just put it up there and people people want to listen that's cool right right 
Well, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna play uh, some older pumice tracks here in this first set, and I'm gonna start off with this one called "Plastic Plant" by Fair Call, and yep. this actually came out on that cassette that you had just mentioned, uh, Yi June, uh, which yep. came out in '93, and I think we already clarified it. This was in fact the first pumice release, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, it was like sixty minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> a lot now, of dreadful stuff on it. Now this was you, Sugar John, and I think was there a couple other people that contributed to this one? Yeah, there was a guy called Matthew Davies who uh we used to call Ugly Dog. Uh <laughs> he plays on it. Uh, I think there was a there was another bunch of guys. These guys Reese Beast or Reese James McCowett and Brian David Holloway, they were from this little town, Morrinsville. Mm-hmm. And because there was a period where John went overseas for a year, and uh, that's an interesting thing about pumice too. From from the start, it was like, John, you can do pumice by yourself. Stefan, you can do pumice by yourself. We wasn't like it had to be the two of us. Mm-hmm. And so he went overseas, and he he actually did some playing overseas as pumice, and. Um, and I sort of formed a power trio with these two guys from Morrinsville, and we called that Pumice. So, yeah, that first tape sort of covers all that stuff. Right. I, is there a thing with people from Hamilton where you kind of have to have a, a name? <laughs> like G Frenzy or Sugar John? Is that a <laughs> everyone gets a name if you're involved? In <laughs> a little bit, yeah. I've, I've never had one, which is interesting. Always just been Stefan. Really? Well, I always I always associated with you with pumice, but now knowing what you just said, that pumice is a little bit more wide reaching. I guess I can't refer to you as pumice anymore. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not pumice. Pumice is my band. It's always been <laughs> that way, and I I always like to make that clear. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, people of course call me pumice, but it's never been my name. Right. This is not mm-hmm. Jandek that we're talking about here. No, 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 exactly. <laughs> well, let's exactly. let's. Get into this older stuff from Pumice. Do you want to hear something about that song? Yeah, yeah, it'd be great. Um, that's probably that's one of the earliest songs I ever wrote, probably. And uh, Fair Cole is um, is my high school, Fairfield College. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so the plastic plant was there? Actually, a plastic plant then there was, by your school? Yeah, there was a house on the way to school that just had this big plastic plant um, in the window. Uh, this is really inspiring, obviously. <laughs> and there you have it, behind the scenes. <laughs> well, with that being said, should we jump into this then? This yep. is uh, Pumice with Plastic Plant from Faircall. Thank you. 
Well, in in some ways, your new album, Puddles, out on Soft Abuse, is sort of a return to those earlier recordings where you are working with a, a host of contributors once again. I mean, uh, some longtime friends like Krauss, Leighton Craig, the members of the Coolies. There's many others on the record, but I guess what led you back to working collaboratively like this? I mean, I know you said that Pumice really wasn't you really ever it wasn't intended to be that way but it was for several years what got you back to that point mm. yeah um i think in in recent years i've just had a big shift just within myself and the way uh, what am i trying to say i don't know make, making music for a long long time was kind of I, I it was the it was I got all my identity and self esteem from it, which made it sort of unhealthily important. And uh, I think in the last four or five years, I've let that go and have been able to um, just let it go. Yeah, mm-hmm. and just. Just you know, just I can be a person that does nothing, and and that's fine, you know. In in <laughs> well, some ways, well, in some ways, is it you felt that your identity was solely wrapped up in music and being this one thing that you felt you you couldn't be anything beyond that. Is that is that kind of what you're suggesting? It sort of. Mm-hmm. It, it's more. It's more that doing music made me feel okay about myself. Mm-hmm. And and it made me feel worthwhile, uh, and it sort of, it, you know, and it was a shortcut to that. It was like, oh, I'll just I'll make a record and I'll and I'll feel good about myself, mm. which is pretty hilarious considering some of the records I've made. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I it, I guess it's just growing up and all that all that stuff, and uh, you know, I got I've I've had some. I started working as a support worker, people with disabilities. So I had, you know, I had a good job that I enjoyed and that was meaningful. And I started having better relationships and I started not wanting to be on tour all the time. Uh, and and I lost, you know, I lost my mother four years ago. All these things, just just big, obvious human being shifts and. Mm-hmm. Um, and in, so in, in amongst all that, making more records wasn't that important, oh. and I kind of just relaxed, and uh, and then inevitably some tunes popped up because I love making records, you know, it's, I haven't stopped loving it. Uh, so yeah, I came up with some tunes, and because there was no hurry or urgency. Um, I thought, hey, I'll get Matthew De Janeiro to stick some fiddle on this tune, mm-hmm. see what happens. I'll, I'll get Hermione to play piano. Um, so yeah, that's that's what happened. You know, all of that was happening pretty unconsciously. It's only in hindsight I sort of see all, all that that I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was going to ask you that. I mean, it sounds like you had 
some ideas for songs for this this new record and and you reached out to people i mean was any of this like i guess wanting to be with people and you know part of that healing process grieving process and songs came out of that or was this you had some songs in mind and you wanted the uh, individual people to add to those it was a bit of both some songs i you know i pretty much wrote them myself and then got people to to contribute to them um there's a couple of things that came more collaboratively like um the song set of 666 i you know i had a i had a riff and i purposely decided to ask glenn frenzy around to help me write a song around it so you know so we did that um the song a window into an egg just came from a jam with hermione um so yeah you know it just when you start making a record even if you've only got a couple of songs they they tend to lead to more songs right right start doing it um well, listening back to that album now, now that you've maybe had a little separation from its completion, are, you know, are there aspects of it that you you think are, you know, are a step in a different direction for you from maybe the few records that preceded it? Um, I, I think the main thing I, that I can hear in it is, is patience. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just, I, I didn't rush it. And, you know, I, yeah. I could send it to someone and wait, you know, wait a couple of weeks for them to send their part back. No, no big deal. I think in the past, I, you know, I've in previous records, like, you know, like Puny, I remember I wanted to get, I had this idea of getting a whole lot of people to sing on it. And I just didn't have the patience to organise it mm-hmm. and and get it to happen. So I just, you know, fuck it, I'll do it myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so yeah, patience. That, that's what I hear. Um, yeah. Would you would you like to maintain this collaborative element for Pumice then moving forward? I mean, to kind of keep it going in that vein. Um, yeah, I would. Yeah, because it's been really nice, and it's interesting how it has. To me, it feels like it's deepened what it is, and it's also lightened what it is. Mm-hmm. So it it has expanded. Uh, and I don't even—I don't even mean just audibly expanded, which it has. I just mean sort of emotionally, and it, it's, it's yeah, it's right. So yeah, it, it feels more like uh, being a part of that original Hamilton gang again, something like that. Where it's a group effort. <laughs> it doesn't feel like that. <laughs> a little bit I, of maturity I, there. Although, I, although I am that Hamilton gang is still. It's still there in everything I do. When I make music, I think I often think, you know, what would those guys think of this? And Glenn Frenzy is the great kind of um, test for me. He'll always point out when I'm being a bit um, serious or mm-hmm. <laughs> or up myself or, <laughs> um, yeah, you know, he'll just make fun of me mercilessly, which I really value. <laughs> you need that every now and yeah. then, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, I wanted to to play something to start off this next set from the new record. And I guess rather than me just kind of randomly grabbing something, I wanted to kind of put the ball in your court and ask you, like, is there a particular track that, you, you know, like 
you really, I don't want to say that you really want to play, but one that just stands out to you uh, from this record. And I'm going to play that one, by the way. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, it's got an obvious kind of a kind of a hit on it, which I'm sure I'm, I'm pretty sure you've already played it. So I won't say that one. Um, you can guess which that are one you, is. Are I'm, you talking Mother and Mantis? No. Or the first one? I'm talking about yeah. Why I chew my sleeve? That's okay, it, yeah. That seems to be a, a pretty quality number. Right. Um. I'm yeah, really proud of that. Um. But uh, I've I've been enjoying um. What did you have for tea last night? Uh, just lately. So mm-hmm. maybe, maybe play that one. All right. Well, what, let's do it. We'll we'll start off this set and maybe because I do like both the other songs I mentioned, we might have to squeeze in Why I Choose My Sleeves as well. So here is uh, some new stuff from the new record from Pumice.
So I finished off uh, that last set with a track from the latest album from The Coolies, an album called Kaka that Feeding Tube Records put out just a couple of months ago, and I've been really uh, enjoying that one. Um, You've been playing drums with The Coolies for a while now, and, and you actually produced this new one too. How does this group project, I guess, compare to the work that you're, that you're doing uh, as Pumice? I mean, do you, do you play together regularly? Are you out performing often? Well, uh, yeah, the, the coolies. This is another. Um, there's no, nothing straightforward again about the coolies. It's it, it's a bit of a thread through all my projects, isn't there? It's <laughs> uh, hard to pin down. Um, now, coolies have been around. Oh, I don't uh, twenty years or something. Mm-hmm. Um, they started out as teenagers, and they've had a few different drummers. And I've been playing with them since, uh, I think, about 2005 or something. But very sporadically, very occasionally, uh, and very dysfunctionally. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I actually quit the Coolies about two years ago, uh, just after we had started some recording. Uh, when, And that was kind of an amongst going through some stuff so uh but i wanted to finish the l the recordings we'd started so um i I, you know i slowly worked on it over the last over a year or something and it was uh it was all scraps it was just like half bits of songs Mm -hmm. um things recorded on phones drunken nonsense (laughs) and a sort of uh but you know but i i I, uh turned it into a record it's first time i've kind of constructed music on a computer like mm-hmm. I kind of I did it that way and looped bits and chopped bits up and and that was really I learned a lot doing that actually yeah uh, so and really more in the producer role than in, in a lot of ways yeah yeah um and yeah and I'm really 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 proud of that record it took us a long time to find someone to release it mm-hmm. when it's done um but luckily feeding tube came along um, and that record actually was kind of made alongside the Pumice one, and you you probably noticed there's two songs that are sort of on both of those records. Right, right. Well, have you noticed that? Yeah, yeah. Are you? Is it Glordinary? Is that the one? Yeah. Well, the yeah yeah well, that, that tune we came up with that. Uh, just oh, that was sort of a Coolies tune. I okay. Came up with, with with them, and then I you know, tend it into a pumice song as well. So um, there's those two versions, and then there's Mothers and Mantis as well. Right. Well, I remember um, that uh, Glordinary from the little Flexi disc that came out. Was that with the last record? Was it Puny? No, Glordinary was on the um, that little compilation that Crack did. Okay, yeah. I was thinking the Flexi disc, that, that track nah, was on there. That nah, was on that sur- Surrealistic Pillow is that what it's called? Oh yes, yes. Yep, with, with uh Krauss, yeah. Mad Nana. Yeah. That's what it was, yeah. Okay. Yeah. On me. Well, you, you had mentioned in, in some of our other correspondence uh, prior to this show that you were you were working on some other recording projects with some other folks, uh, including a couple of duos right now. One being with uh, Greg Malcolm and then the other one with Hermani Johnson. Um, yeah. can, can you discuss, I guess, what these projects uh, involve, where you're at with recordings and things like that? Yeah. Um, so with Hermione, uh, 
we just uh, we just decided to have some jams. She's a phenomenal piano player, and uh, so it, the duo was is her on prepared piano, and I'm mostly playing drums. Mm-hmm. And we swap over a little bit, and we just had a whole lot of jams and recorded it on two track. Um, and we've been chopping that up and turning it into an album. So there's there's pretty much an album ready to go. This needs a little bit of fine tuning. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just all improvised, kind of, yeah, <laughs> you know, free free playing or whatever. Right, right. Um, yeah, that's that's really fun. The other one with Greg Malcolm, we've done a couple of gigs together, and that's just uh, um, Greg and I have always wanted to do something together the opportunity came up and we did it and it's just like such a natural pairing we we just play really well together mm-hmm. really effortless we um we're mostly doing old traditional tunes and Ivor Cutler songs and um so yeah we're doing other people's music uh, so far in that in that duo and we've recorded some stuff again on on the same two track which is this beautiful cruddy old Senyo two track reel to reel that I've got that it records quite nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, again, been trying to sculpt an album out of that, and uh, looking for someone to release it if, if anyone listening is interested. Yes, any any perspective. <laughs> if, I may, uh, if I may hustle on your show. <laughs> That's right. Going once. If anyone's out there, we've got an album yeah. on. <laughs> That's up here, and and we'll play something uh, from both of these releases that you have. You you passed along a couple of tracks, and and maybe I should mention uh, you also passed along something from this artist named Ben Holmes from your area, who you're not necessarily you know playing with, but you're you're recording some of his stuff. Uh, you want to talk about the the, re- the recordings you've been doing with him? Sure, Ben Holmes. He's the best thing going. Uh... In, in New Zealand at the moment, I I think he's just wonderful. Uh, he's been around for years, played in lots of lots of things, plays every instrument beautifully, uh, and he's the, I, I think he's been well. I first saw him play solo maybe a year or so ago, and uh, he plays a couple of keyboards and a wooden box with a mic in it that he stomps on and. <laughs> um, it's, you know, it's it's a great mongrel one man band thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, I drew a picture. You know, King Records, the lathe cut guy here in New Zealand. Oh yeah, yep. Yeah, yep. I um, I drew a picture for for a T-shirt for King Records, and my payment for that is you know to get a, a run of records made. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I decided I'd to, to do something special. I'd I'd put out a Ben Holmes record. So oh nice. Um, yeah, so we've been we recorded a whole lot of stuff. We're still mixing it, um, and it's been a bit of a slow process because we've both been really busy. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, but I'm glad you're going to play one and and share it with the world. Yeah, this is uh, a great just, track. Just yeah. like, um, I'm not sure if this is actually the track I gave you, if it's like the final mix or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's a preview for the world. Yeah, it's a great track. It is for sure. Is this release going to be then? officially out as a Stabies etc release yeah yeah it is, is. It? it's going to be a seven inch lathe cut cool there probably will only be i mean i get 20 records made for my for drawing that design mm-hmm. uh, if i've got any money i might make a few more 
But um, hopefully that'll come out early next year sometime. Sure. Okay. And if, you know, I'll put it on Bandcamp as well. So. Okay. Well, let's uh, we'll we'll play these tracks here again. Some of the the duo action that you've been involved in, and then uh, round out the set with uh, Ben Holmes, and then we'll come back and maybe talk about some other music that uh, is happening in your area and things that you've been uh, checking out lately. Sure. So here is uh, Greg Malcolm and uh, Stephen Neville with a track called Prospectus, which is a as we talked about uh, off mic is a Steve Lacey song, right? Yeah. Yeah. So here it is, uh, Prospectus.
All right. Well, before we uh, wrap things up here, I, I guess I wanted to ask you, you know, kind of where where Pumice is heading at this stage now that you've got this new uh, album out. Are you working on some new stuff for Pumice, uh, any new releases or things like that? Uh, no, there's no plans really. Um, you know, Pumice is on holiday. We, we just got puddles out. Um, so no, uh, <laughs> I think I've got, I'm going to do some gigs early next year with, um, Russian Sarlag. Do you know that guy? Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's coming over. So that'll be nice. Um, and, that's the only that's the only plan for pumice right and you just did your your uh, launch show with kind of the full crew uh yeah. playing with you i mean being kind of a lonely solo guy for a long time what did that feel like playing with oh, a whole host was, of people it was lovely it was really really special mm-hmm. um it was a sunday afternoon concert just just stunning i'm i'm still uh amazed at, at, at how well it went you know it was it was kind of an ambitious thing to do uh and should have been really stressful but it wasn't it was really easy mm-hmm. and it just happened really naturally and um perfectly and, mm. pe- and people come out on a sunday afternoon yeah. for shows huh yeah they did yeah that's that's cool and unusual because you don't hear of that too often for yeah a live well, show nice time to go out actually mm-hmm. prolong your weekend just that little bit longer without ruining your monday morning you know <laughs> that's right <laughs> but um in addition to that stuff here you are the music that you sent along with the the duo stuff that you have uh you also passed along some other tracks of things that are kind of that you're into right now uh in your area and also some some uh, some older Hamilton-related stuff. So I wanted to play that here in the in this closing segment. And I thought I would start off with this group that, you know, most of this stuff here I don't know anything about. So mm. I want to start it off with something from Hand of Glory, which dates back several years, right? Yeah, that's early 90s, I think. Mm-hmm. Early 90s, Hand of Glory. Old, old kind of bohemian Hamilton creatures. Um <laughs> They were, they were all in lots of bands. They were older than me. They would play in the street acoustically, passing around a flagon of sherry. Um, they were scary and worldly and uh, stunning, just a, a, in a real scope to that band. Mm-hmm. Um, random readings from books and, and Shania traffic noise and beautiful pop songs and experiments and um, they did this one tape, self-titled, on uh, a Hamilton label called Orange Recordings, which is a fantastic label, um, which was run by a guy called Greg Locke, who has a little bit of um, fame these days for a robot band called The Trons that he um, does these days. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, and the, you know, you said you've never heard of this stuff, and it's criminal, and. People outside of Hamilton haven't heard this stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I was <laughs> saying to you, like listening to it, like this is fairly accomplished, uh, forward-thinking music. I mean, it was recorded oh, pretty well too. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's one of those. Th- you know, I said earlier that the rest of the country makes fun of Hamilton. Uh, they just don't know 
how you know the stuff that happens there it doesn't travel outside of hamilton mm-hmm. um it's really weird right well this other band that you had picked out too also uh I believe stems from Hamilton as well. This is the Big Muffin Serious, uh, Serious Band, actually, is what it's called. Yeah. Right? And this is a, a great, entertaining cover that we're going to play uh, yeah, called Lake Cocaine. Yeah, but they're, they're really interesting, too. They are an even older. They were around in the 80s and are still going now. Uh, and they sort of grew out of... Oh, they also ran a political party, the McGillicuddy Serious Party, who would trying to return New Zealand to the Dark Ages. Um, they had this band, and they again, they would play in the street. They were ukuleles and TGS basses, and they did, they did an LP called Jabberwocky Goes to Town, which is, is pretty great, pretty silly, um, but some pretty great music in there, yeah. Was that a common thing in Hamilton, a lot of people taking to the streets to perform? Yeah, it was. They, I guess... Hamilton really have theatres. It's got a big theatre, you know, where Crowded House can play at. Mm-hmm. But but um, the Hamilton mutants would just take to the street, you know. It was... But all those people, the, the McGillicuddy people, you know, at Easter they would always host the crucifixion in the middle of town, for instance. You know, it was really common. You'd go to, you'd go to the... You go into town, and some naked guy covered in mud would be crawling along the footpath. <laughs> <laughs> these are these are these are real Hamilton moments, right? Um, and are people there just sort of unfazed, or were they unfazed? Like, oh, this is Hamilton, just a naked yeah, guy crawling I, along the streets. Used to it, I think. Um, there's a, you know, I think, I think making stuff in Hamilton, there's a sense of. It doesn't matter what you do, no one's going to pay any attention to you mm-hmm. or give you any credit, which is really liberating, you know? So right. you just, you, you're doing it to entertain yourself and your friends, like right. classic story, you know? <laughs> um, well, well, we'll squeeze in some other tracks and we'll probably round things out with, uh, we'll get up to maybe some more contemporary things. And I, I wanted to play this for sure. It was a group called uh, Mr. Sterile Assembly. And uh, this one kind of caught my ear when I first heard it. Um, really, you know, like enlivened punk, female punk stuff. Um, yeah. But th- are they playing in and around Auckland? Is that where they're from? Uh, they're from Wellington. Wellington, um, okay. Yeah, they're friends of mine. Um, they've been around for years in various forms. That that song that you're going to play, Othering Heights, is brand new. That just came out last, like last weekend. Mm-hmm. Mm. And uh, it's quite—it's a little bit of a departure for them that song, and that it's, there's pretty much no variation. They're—they're they're one of those bands that just has infinite changes and are quite complicated. Mm-hmm. And, um, but they're wonderful people. They're a wonderful band. Really, really committed and politically active, and um, they go and play in all sorts. They go and play in all sorts of weird places where no one else goes. They. They go and play in tiny little towns and they go and play in Malaysia and Indonesia and things like that. They're just wonderful. Mm -hmm. Well, let's get into this uh, last set of songs here. And uh, thanks so much, Stefan, for for taking the time to chat and putting this all together. And uh, yeah, this has been great. Thanks.
the broadcast disasters We're all waiting news from you Another day of cheats and bastards Another drug to see us through the downtown Cocaine 
Shell na coo, shell na coo, shell na cocaine.
okay.
that's going to bring things to an end for this episode. I want to send a big thanks out to Stefan for his time and contributions to this show. It's always a pleasure getting a chance to speak with him. The new Pumice album Puddles is now available from Soft Abuse Records. If you follow the links from the Freeform Freakout website, that's at freeformfreakout.com. It'll direct you to where you can order a copy of the album. I also encourage you to check out the Stabies Etc. Bandcamp page. It's just a wealth of pumice and other related material there for you to check out at a name-your-own-price level. Help Stefan be able to purchase some albums of his own, as he mentioned. But if you have any questions for me, you can get in touch with me at fffreakout at hotmail.com. I'll likely have one more show before the end of the year, and time permitting, I'll attempt to put together some type of year-end list on the website. But until then, though, thanks so much for listening. <laughs>